The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to A Feast for Bros, where this week I chained Sean to a wall and made him watch his youngest son die of poison across the room. Uh, no, I didn't. He's He currently is living in Austin and doesn't have new uh, internet in his apartment yet, so I, your host, Jack Newman from the Movie Gang Podcast, will be leading A Feast for Bros for tonight. In this episode, season seven, what are we on? Six? Is this episode, episode six? Five. Yeah, season, episode five. And it is called Eastwatch, which is, of course, the titular thing of naming Eastwatch by the Sea, which is so stupid because nothing really happens <laughs> at Eastwatch, and it is the smallest Jeez, paragraph yeah. recap. It is. It is. It really did. I said something super stupid in chat, like, oh, the wall is coming down this episode. It's okay. You weren't the only one. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was the only one. But anyways, you you need to make bold statements. That's how you you get things right. And I, you know, I'm going to make another bold statement. Gendry will die the next episode. Just to bring him back just to get murdered. No. And it's just going to happen to Jorah. That would be super awful if they did that. I know. That would be pretty... I know. I, I'm tempting fate. Okay, let's introduce the cast for this week. First up, we have Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, if you guys ever make it down uh, uh, to uh, to Vancouver and uh, you visit, they have this awesome island that's just full of shops, and they have their own distillery there, and they make a gin that is maybe the best gin I've ever had. It's called more reason for me to go. Uh, Vancouver's great. I, I if you Sarah, guys ever, it's, they love owls and they're very gay. So and they make their own gin. I'm there. <laughs> I don't. I live there already. I don't know. I, I will tell you. There's a gin distillery in Durham called Conniption Gin, and they do this like super like navy strength rum. I mean navy strength gin that just like is the best gin I've ever had. That my uh, my gin drinking like father in law like has me. He's I, I like brought him a gift once, and he's like, "Don't bring me gifts, just bring me the gin, and I'll be good." And, uh, he didn't actually say that, but yeah, just I do bring gin. him gin from that distillery. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Tormund line. Don't bring gifts. It is. Just <laughs> Soured goat's milk. Uh, yeah. We're also joined this week by Jenna, who is now on American time again, which is so amazing because we can do this earlier. And she does not look nearly as exhausted from doing this. How are you, Jenna? Well, exhausted but gorgeous is obviously what you meant to say. No, I was about to say you had a you had a I shine we to cut you. Cut off the uh, video the video time feed, but my eye has not healed yet. Um, I have another doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I'm starting to get a little nervous. But other than that, I think we need to make like a feast for bros road trip around the U.S. and just drink all the like specialties. If you come visit me, anyone that wants to come visit me, I will cook you a seven course meal and I will drink you under the table. Not well. I mean, we'll both be under the table. It's not like a. It's not like a <laughs> okay. bro. He will. Hold he on, will. He just did that for me. This is, it's true. This is becoming contested. I was going to say, like, I used to be able to hold my own. Thank you very no, much. I, no, I'm, I'm as, as Trevor, Trevor. I'm very less bro. Like now, I'm like worried about being an alcoholic, so I'm very less about like challenging people so it's, an, it's a different issue as you get older it's not cool anymore jack, uh, jack um, yeah. X once had a, a, a drinking contest that i think uh, klingon opera should be made about it's so incredible <laughs> i i remember i the only thing i remember about that night is i'm sure i like cried profusely at one time like Aww. she like drank me into like a corner <laughs> like was, she was it was it was it was a it was a let's not talk about it okay <laughs> weather yeah Danny, John. no and well let's finish up here we got two more people of course i just did movie gang podcast with them how are you trevor i'm good yeah and of course we've also joined here by sarah how are you sarah i'm very good i'd be interested to to see you get into a drinking contest with my girlfriend who is probably oh three or four inches shorter than me and weighs about 40 pounds less than i do but she's also a bartender. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. I think one of my things is that, like, it depends on what me and Katie are going to do for a wedding. We're leaning more and more towards eloping. So I think what I'm going to do instead is just, like, have, 
like a bachelor party somewhere in the United States and we all go to it. Do you know what I mean? And Sarah and I are obviously bros, so we yeah, belong. Of course you can. No, no, no. Of course you can. Girl I mean, bros. you're you're both you're both welcome to wear tuxes to my yes. wedding, like <laughs> or whatever form it happens. If it happens, which is again, we, we're very <laughs> big fans of. You can. Exactly, exactly. Tuxes, everyone in tuxes. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get started with uh, Game of Thrones. (laughs) Now that you've caught up on the majority of the lives of the Tuscan Shed Media (laughs) Network members. Uh, First up, we're on the Rose Road, where we're going to have a barbecue! (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Danny has landed, and she has torn all the shit up. Uh, Bronn and Jamie have survived through just ridiculously amounts of plot armor and somehow Dickon and his father he must his pecs just can must be able to shred steel to be able to like one hand pull a guy in like 40 pound armor (laughs) way down with water yeah that's the other thing too is that like like when he went in that stream I'm like no that's that's how the Romans died like like (laughs) like Tresamine like that's not how that works like Like, you go into the the water bullshit yeah. <laughs> like, you go into the water in full plate armor, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right, but... Well, we got a nice little moment uh, with Bronn and, and him where Bronn is like, you can't die until you pay me. <laughs> yeah. Bron. Yeah. yeah, I Bron really... I, let's, t- let's take a moment to talk about Bronn specifically. Was anyone else, like, very pleased to see that he still has, like, some sort of loyalty to Tyrion? So you wrote anyone? hard. We didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, was anyone still pleased that he still had like some sort of uh, of like loyalty to Tyrion? Yes, I thought it was a little corny. That like that Tyrion just like pops up, or is it just like a methodology? Are we of, like, about showing Tyrion direction? now? Or are we just doing Rose Road stuff? No, 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 no. We're talking. Oh, no, no. We're talking. I'm talking about Bronn specifically and his characterization through this episode. Where do we oh, think Bronn at this point in the series uh, sits? Sorry, I know I roboted out, but like, what, what, what? Where do we think Bronn sits, especially with the revelation? You know, the the re- the reveal that he still has some form of contractor feelings for Tyrion. Not feelings, but well, I mean, you know, they're they're you they know, have a yeah, exactly, yeah. I, yeah. I, I still like Braun, but I think he's very perfunctory to the plot. He feels like one of the classic sort of. He's a fan favorite, so we kept him around. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if, in the George R. R. Martin version, Braun has been killed off by now. Oh, I was so know. happy to see him again. <laughs> exactly, like he's just fun. Yeah. You know, it's Braun. Yeah, the actor. The actor's a lot of fun, and I think that that's the thing. Is like at this point, he may be plot connective tissue. Yeah, and he's not like so important yeah, that thought- his death would matter, so it would just be for sure. Oh, Jack, I thought your theory was yeah. he has to be around to take the shit out of Jamie, so we don't have to take Jamie too seriously. This is uh, yeah, I, no, I think I think that they need somebody to for Jamie to talk to at this point <laughs> because he he just can't. You just can't talk to Cersei like that's like where she is, and I think that it, like they 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 like essentially killed off everyone at King's Landing that, that could play a role to like be Jamie's buddy. So right. Like, because Jamie's like he's plot the in like the last book, as far as I remember, is him just kind of going by himself through the Riverlands and like experiencing all the stuff, and that's just not very cinematic. It can't yeah. be cinematic, but well, it can no, get boring, it, you know. It's not. I mean, it's essentially him just being pissed off at Frey's. Like he's like he's like y'all are just fucking idiots. Like that's that's like that's essentially all of Jamie's plot. So it's good to have Braun in the background just like laying on the joke, you know, like yeah. on top of it. Like Jamie hates them, and and uh, and it's also because Jamie's supposed to be an unempowered figure, uh, doubly so here, where he just like completely admits to himself that he's going to. That he like can't beat Daenerys, and like just like realizing like what a dragon means, and that they have no chance, which is just such an interesting moment for him as a character. Yeah, because I think like this is like the turn where they're going to start driving him back towards being like a true good guy, or at least murder Cersei, and then you know. Yeah, which is you know what's the difference? It's okay. I mean, it's it's what she does. But let's get to the big thing, uh, which is uh, essentially on the Rose Road, where you have uh, you know you have Tyrion and we have Danny, and they burn uh, Dickon and Randall Tarly alive uh, and force everyone to take the knee. Uh, and Tyrion is essentially trying to prevent Danny from just burning people alive. <laughs> he's not. He's not into it. And, uh, he's not uh, what do you think? Job, 
He, he, not so far. Yeah, he. This just, just really bad, really bad. Uh, what did you I get? I think they're they're trying to push so hard to create this tension between Tyrion and Danny. I think it feels very like contrived. I mean, and then the whole like they're trying to set it up like Danny, you know, her father burned them all, and instead it's just turning into this like. Tyrion longingly looking at the people who used to be the Lannister bannermen and I'm I don't know I just I feel like it's really forced whereas before he didn't have loyalty to his family because they never had loyalty to him Jenna yeah. I, I, uh, I see where I th- you're coming from I totally disagree with you I think it, the tension has been there from the beginning when she came back to Marine and like looked at him from across the room and he was like I'm sorry I did the best I can it's like all of yeah, this will be solved kind of, when uh, I burn everything mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and that's always been the thing. Is like her answer is always, "Well, let me burn everything because then I get stuff done." <laughs> like that's how this series works for me. Typically, is when I set everybody on fire, her- I advance, you know. And and Tyrion is trying to come for me more. Let's not. But her request was completely reasonable. Like you either need to say that you'll be loyal to me <laughs> or <laughs> not. Just I had to. How I just. I guess, like, the difference is, like, 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 Tyrion's point is really good, though. Like, cool his heels in a jail cell for a week and he'll listen to you at this moment right now with his father burning to death. He's not gonna listen. And he's just a young kid. I think that's the issue. Yeah. Is like, they, they do suggest that Randall Tarly is reasonable because he's just this old racist bastard. And, like, you know, <laughs> burning old racist bastards is pretty okay. But Dekan is just, like, another thing entirely. It's so interesting that he was also okay, once the... how uh, do you... The, the most like uh, loyal person to Aegon and now he gets burned alive by his what granddaughter daughter because he he didn't show loyalty to Aegon's daughter but back to that like I, I get what you're saying about how it was the father who like had no hope but who teaches the son it's the father he was raised by his dad he's gonna have the same yeah. beliefs as his dad like Sam didn't. Hold on one sec, guys. Yeah, but, but Dickon <laughs> kind of just comes across as a tool <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and it's definitely a little bit trite to just get Samuel to be the rightful heir to House Tully. Yes. You know, like, Which he's not technically because oh, he's would... of the Night's Watch, right? Yeah. Uh, They've all uh, stopped caring about that, though, with John. I know, Snow. right? Like, how does it? I mean, if everybody else is dead, I mean, who's gonna fucking fight him? I yeah. guess that's the question. Yeah, <laughs> like his mom's gonna welcome him back. His mom loves him. Yeah. True. <laughs> Everyone who was a dick before is dead. So, you know. <laughs> oh my god, Gilly can can be you know Lady yeah, Tarly, and it'll be really sweet. Except I don't want to start talking about them having a happy ending because then they won't. Can y'all hear that domestic abuse in the background of me, Katie, yelling at me? That sounded pretty rough, Um, man. Okay, continuing. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. I love you. Okay. Uh huh. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a perfect transition into John petting Danny's yes. dragon. Yeah, I just knew that this was Jenna porn this whole episode. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I knew you were. Yeah, I knew. It's just like it was like like watching this moment. Like it was just like there are so many moments in this episode like this is a good episode but like there are so many moments in this episode which are just sort of like wink wink to the audience this is a this is highly fan service there's definitely fan service oh yeah this is this is just like a huge amount of like john touching the dragon and the dragon being like oh bro (laughs) nuzzle (laughs) just like a cat when danny is straight up admiring she's admiring john snow at the end there i was like oh jenna i could feel her like just shaking with excitement Yeah, and I and I also love like at the end when they're leaving Dragonstone, like and and like they're just like getting on a boat, and it's like Jorah and John getting on a boat, and it's just like and she's and it's just like they're almost like winking at the audience, is like who's Danny gonna do next? And I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we go to Winterfell first? Yeah, we're we're skipping ahead a little bit. No, no, we're gonna go to Winterfell. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go. We're, we just finished the Rose Road. Uh, there's not much just to real, it other than yeah, like. Just real quick, I just thought the shot of Drogon on the rock was fucking oh, awesome. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's a, a yeah. lion times yeah. nine hundred percent cool. Like it's awesome. Yeah, like they, they're doing. They're they killing the, it. Uh, they're killing it with the dragon animation this season. Right, and it's great that they can use them <laughs> yeah. for like. Um, it's something that uh, I highly recommend if you want to hear sort of like a good 
talk about why it's tough to use CGI characters in movies. Uh, Matt Reeves, who directed War for the Planet of the Apes, has a great episode on the podcast The Business. And uh, he talks about how, like, he wants more scenes with Caesar, but it's like, it just costs a lot of money. Like, literally five seconds of Caesar can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it can be the same for Drogon. So it's nice yeah. that they use yeah. it for not just when he has to burn stuff, but, you know, for atmosphere, for a sequence like, you know, uh, um, uh, John touching him. And it adds a lot yeah, more character it, to them. It, it, it sells Danny's powers so much and her like power as this like terror where she's just like, she's just like points and this dragon just like descends and burns her enemies. Like it, it, it's, it's like, it's not, you're not necessarily, it's like worshiping the concept of a Targaryen and it sells, it's, it sells atmospherically what a Targaryen means. It means fucking everything burns. Like it's like, it's, 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 and it's, it's really cool in that way. Yeah, and, and and it works great for the plot in terms of, like, you know, now the Lannisters are straight up like, oh, we lost, like, one battle, we lost so hard that we're going to lose, like, there's just no way. Yeah, or Jamie specifically, I I, uh, I, I I still feel like Cersei's got to get some other shit up her ass, uh, oh, pull some other shit out of her. Oh, man. I, 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 didn't, I, I mean, we know what shit's up her ass, it's Jamie. Uh, oh, that's not even a good joke, I'm sorry, I apologize to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, Bran starts off Winterfell by warging. I, I guess like multi warging into a bunch of he crows hops. because Crow he's hops. the three die one of the other ravens. Like. Yeah, uh, and, and they fly north and they see the the north the the Night King. Ha ha ha! Just like like he pops up. He's like, hey hey hey! I'm still here. Right. And he looks um, at him and he kind of breaks uh, his warg spell. So again, to kind of previous some yeah, it's so intense. connection with Bran. Yeah. But it was such a poor, it was so poorly done. Like, it was just literally that they had filmed it and need to, like, add in a couple extra minutes to this episode because the last one was so short. And then he starts talking about how they... Yeah, I mean, I think I think it it establishes though that they have, like, I I guess, like, I just need, like, brand to open up to somebody that's there and i know <laughs> it's just it's just so frustrating to me like like from a plot perspective i know that they probably have like a grand way of revealing this stuff and it'll be towards the end of the season but like brand is there like the methodology is done like the the mechanics of how we're gonna figure out all this stuff is there like you gotta make a decision i don't know <laughs> uh though that said i feel like some sort of like sansa isolated based takeover is becoming more and more of a reality as Sansa as Arya and Sansa kind of face off this week in her room uh I mean in in their parents room uh what what did you guys think of this it came out of nowhere for me I, I think I think it's actually for me this is like way way old and this is the issue for me is that one of the things that you forget about Game of Thrones is that these tensions and characterizations that we're re-exploring now were essentially started in season one and haven't yeah, been explored of, since season one yeah, there's the a lot of season one in this episode which is interesting. Yeah. yeah because we're, we're, like that that tension has always been there like her interpretation and her hate for not hate but like her dislike of her sister has always been there it's just aged into something else i guess just yeah. to see sansa desiring power is something i've sort of forgotten about i mean i know she was excited to be queen back when it well, looked like that might be her yeah, destiny, exactly but, it's different yeah exactly she wanted her she wanted joffrey for the power and you know and and that's the thing is that she lied about what joffrey did and hurt Arya a little bit in that sort of way do you know do you know what i mean yeah. like like she she like i think that's like Arya was hurt by specifically uh sansa's ability to twist the truth to get what she wanted yeah i guess i mean sansa's desire for power makes sense and that it's more now just in terms of not letting anyone abuse her ever again and making sure that you know she can protect herself type of thing i guess like oh shit that's tragic as all fuck but i don't but i don't think that they've really i don't know i mean the last time i feel like we were on that level with her was when she killed ramsey and i just i don't know that Arya like sniffing <sighs> that out about her that she really wants it just just caught me completely off guard like I hadn't really thought of it that way. 
it is it is her sister, and I think that like it might be too because I think it's clear that Littlefinger is driving a wedge between them. Oh, of course. So maybe it's more like it's maybe it's more like maybe maybe Sansa doesn't. We've seen enough of Sansa from more of a, an authorial viewpoint. She's returning to her sister, who's now the Lady of Winterfell, and she remembers all this bad stuff about her sister. It's believable that Arya has a grudge against her sister that's like become something else or or a belief that she's doing the wrong thing. Yeah. On top of that, like. Littlefinger's driving a wedge between them to like, and that's and I understand Littlefinger's perspective. It's because you know he would be on the outside of the sisterly bond, and he'd probably get murdered. <laughs> like, so it's more inclusive for him to like take Sansa's side and use her as this end to to take control of the North. So, did anyone make out? I mean, what was actually on the thing that he planted for Arya to read? I know the internet has. Uh is like concluded theories about it by now, but I I didn't actually stop and read it. But it's 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 the it's the letter it's from yeah it's the letter from from Cersei. So it was written by Sansa in Sansa's hand, but it was written under duress mm-hmm. from Cersei sent to uh, Rob to make him bend uh, the King. Knee. Uh, to bend the knee. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, come come face the king's justice, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. To quote, uh, I just want to quote real quick. Uh, the booze hound bitch from reddit which he had the best line for me of the subreddit which is they're playing a deadly game of cat and also cat (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man i should have seen it coming man i was i was hoping it wasn't but i kind of had that bad feeling the whole time then whenever it gets to little finger or peeking around the shadow at aria like I was just like, no! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, I have to admit, it's a little bit unbelievable that no one stabbed Littlefinger's face. I know. <laughs> like, just, just, just well, like, I mean, like as soon just, as you see that man, you're just like, stab it! <laughs> it won't end well for he's, you. He's the key <laughs> like, to the veil. That's the only reason. But it's a tenuous, it's a tenuous connection at best. Like yeah. even Sir, what's his name, the king of the, uh, not the king, but the leader of the Knights of the Veil says, "We came here right, for you, Lady right. Shamsa, or whatever." Oh so God. like. You know. Exactly. <laughs> like clearly, like clearly, the connection is like very, very tenuous at best. But at the same time, like his ability to like work a situation is like it's almost like he's like the Batman of Game of Thrones a little bit. Like why? Because he's Batman. Like why? Because he's Littlefinger. Yeah. Like yeah. of course he can get but away with shit. The longer they drag this out, all the more satisfying it will be when he finally does get killed. Yeah, I, so I think good. they are establishing this all this stuff so it, that we do have a satisfying end for Littlefinger. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which is sad because I always want Varys to kill. I always wanted Varys to kill Littlefinger. I don't know why. Varys. I wanted. I wanted them to like. Sec- I wanted them to like murder position each the other. Spider you know what I mean? Mockingjay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mockingbird. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Get my my sci-fi fantasy. I think it's so interesting that they have mockingbirds in Westeros, though. Now that I think about it, because those they're American, like it's the state bird of Texas. What's it doing in Westeros? Right. Right. It's it's not even. It's not even a very. It's not even a very particularly British thing well, like in how, this um, fantasy Britain. It's like how they're, because they were in Phantom Menace, there's a Star Wars Wikipedia page for ducks, because there are ducks <laughs> in Phantom Menace, and you're like, oh, space ducks. All space right. ducks, yes. Isn't there like some, isn't there like some, George Lucas I guess does have a defunct. thing with space ducks. It's true. Isn't there some? Isn't there some like defunct thing in like one of his like books, like some novelization talking about like the type of space duck in like Naboo oh, or yeah. something? Howard the Duck, sure. guys, yeah. come on, Howard the <laughs> yeah. Duck. It was no, there's Howard like the there's duck. like specific yeah. like. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. All right, it. That, uh, was, that was for my. Uh, where do we home. think? Where do we think Arya is going with this? Do you think that like they're gonna get together and kill Littlefinger? You think Littlefinger Sansa's gonna fall to Littlefinger's? Uh, you know, nefarious ways and betray John, or what? Where do where do we think this is going? I like to think that um, it like Arya's gonna realize that she really wasn't meant to go home, and she's gonna start working on her list again. Because I feel like this whole what has it been like two episodes of her kind of chilling around Winterfell is so away from her character. It's kind of I don't know. It's just old. Like, oh, totally. I'd rather agree. see her when she's being this like you know ninja assassin. And doing what like what's in her character and what makes her happy. Well, I think that's why we all feel like Sansa's probably going to die. <laughs> I feel like there's a, a logical yeah. conclusion of 
of Littlefinger or someone murdering Sansa and then her going crazy and be like, well, back to my murder list. Why not? I, I Did she really yeah. just go back to her list? Like, is she not going to be no. conspiring well, like, more and, and, to and change I'll, the power balance in Westeros? Does she just not care? I'll, I'll tell you this. I think, she, I think that scene showed she didn't care to play the game like Sansa did. You know, Sansa is more trying to play the classic game if she's not doing it very well. She's taking maybe too neutral an approach, in my opinion. But, like, yeah. she's at least attempting to do what she thinks she should do where Arya's like why don't you just murder those people yeah. like yeah just like, I, like, really, I like that was a good exchange they, they have a very they have a very different take I, I, the reason I think from a narrative perspective why Arya won't go back to kill Cersei is because it's very narratively unsatisfying for her specifically to kill Cersei yes no no I don't I don't necessarily mean Cersei but like any any, I mean, she still has quite a list, the Hound being one of them, and the Hound's actually not that far from her right now. Yeah. Or won't well, be I, when they come back with that. Well, the what? Hound's on the maybe list now, I think. Didn't she sort of change? Or not? not I, I was, I, she now. didn't stab him. I, I bet, yeah, I, I don't think, I almost think it would be a warm reunion in like the strictest warmer reunion sense that Sansa could do now. I think I think the show may be struggling, and it may, I, don't, I guess I don't understand what GRM intended with her character from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to see. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, I don't understand what they intend with Sansa and Arya a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I kind of want to hope that the little finger thing is just a ruse and that they're going to come together and like not be deceived by him and it's going to reunite them. But that's, that's way too optimistic for this series. <laughs> yeah. Like the power of sisterly loves overcomes like, little finger. Like just like a red that's... herring and it's fine. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think some peep, peeps, peeps got to die. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think, I think specifically a Stark's got to die. Like does, does like Sansa and Arya's infighting cause Bran to get killed. Oh, dude, Bran nah, can't die. die. If he dies, like I said, and, he's gonna Obi-Wan die, where he's gonna become something. Right, bad. and then he's gonna, like, grow into a tree. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Alright, we really, we we really, really need to move on. on. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> Alright, all right. Dra- on to now. Dragonstone. Daenerys returns from the Rose Road, lands on this thing. Oh, no, we just... We kind of covered this one already, I think. I mean, I mean we, we really did. The fact, fact that Jorah's back! Yeah, we gotta deal with Jorah. And we also have to deal a little bit with... uh, But I'll I'll cover that uh, in King's Landing when we'll talk about... We'll talk about Gendry there. Uh, So let's talk first about, like, uh, Jorah Mormont's back, and they're having hugs and, like, not making out. And it's just... It's, like, so fan-servicey. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was... He's, like, cool with it. Yeah. Well, yes, because he's a man of honor, and he knows she's not into him, but he's... I don't know chivalrous and he's like yes i'm here to serve the woman i love again and it you know just from an honor perspective yeah yeah he made peace with it yeah i think he i think that's actually you guys saying i hadn't thought about that but you guys saying that like makes that like it's probably like a way cooler interpretation of jorah right now yeah i i am i am jorah's number one fan yeah i'm I'm aware (laughs) yeah and, and like even like he's even like a better character for like just loving her as like a ruler as well in terms of like loving the queenness of the queen. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can get up for that. That's yeah. cool. And like maybe he does have romantic <laughs> poor love for her, choice but he also of words. Her I am aware. <laughs> yeah, no, like like the choice of words that I just said. Um, <laughs> I would be a bad jorah how about that little tmi on this podcast tonight (laughs) okay cool yeah okay uh uh, i guess uh i love hmm. i love Varys's little conversation with Tyrion about "Eh, whenever they were burning i told myself uh, it wasn't me i wasn't doing it that was that was uncharacteristic of Varys, like just Tyrion pouring out regrets about what it's like to to be like the hand beside power i i really enjoyed that but that also surprised me I always love Varys. He's he's probably my favorite character in the whole show. I'll be tragically sad because I don't think he's going to make it to the end. I just know it. But uh, he's always been one of my favorites for that reason. He's always just had, I think, some of the most interesting pathos. And I think that I, I agree with Jack. One of the reasons you want uh, Littlefinger and and uh, Varys to fight is the same reason you want Clegane Bowl. Like, it just feels right, you know? Mm-hmm. It just feels right that these yeah. two were both yeah. low-born and built their way through different scheming ways that are both kind of hateful but Varys I just find much more likable because he was sort of actually tortured and lived a horrible life and then 
built his way out of it as as dark as the way he did it. Right. You know, versus Littlefinger was just like, yeah, I'm not from a big house and it makes me sad. So I'm going to make my own house and I'll be great. You know, like it, it feels a lot more, you know, like white guy entitled versus Varys is like, I'm actually, you know, had to suffer and uh, build my way to this. So I, I agree uh, with you. Uh, uh, that was a really nice scene of him showing that kind of regret. Yeah. And also, and also like the show has signaled that it's very willing to give the fans what they want. So like now that it's like staring away from like, you know, the, the classical interpretations of what's spo- quote unquote supposed to happen. It's sort of like, a, it's sort of a little shocking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, totally. like, like at this point I, I'm like positive they'll have Clegane Bowl just to fuck with us. You know, I right. certainly <laughs> wasn't expecting this like half baked plan to go capture a white Walker that right. they came up with on Dragonstone. Oh, That's another thing. That happened yeah. in this segment, right? Stupid. This is so stupid. And I, I love just... it. I love it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll get to it. But it's the fucking inglorious bastards of fucking Westeros. I love it. It's ridiculous. It, it is absolutely it's absolutely we'll get to, we'll get to Eastwatch by the Sea when they all come together. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. Jesus Christ, this this team up is is so great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anything I else? I feel like I have to well, I have to root for like a ten second backward step into the like biggest change up in you know game of thrones that no one saw coming that they just kind of subtly drop and then move on about the episode are we gonna talk about old town now and get to that yes (laughs) real real quick since we're still on the dragonstone bit i just want to the the lesbian death canary is calling it jorah is not long for this world from that you know tearful goodbye between jorah and danny (laughs) as he gets on the boat that's it. Well, I, I, I want to point this out about the death, the death, the the death team that went across the wall. That's a lot of expendable characters yep. in there, not to be offensive. Yep. And we we have we have a very large narrative. Like I'm telling you, that it is time for pruning. And I and I'm just like I I can imagine almost everyone in that party dies. Well, you mean uh, I'm just saying Jorah's going to be one of them? You mean, and I'm sad about it. You yeah. mean top knot guy isn't going to just like and I raise you from the dead and I raise you from the dead. Oh, and you're dead again and I raise you from the dead. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're all undead whites now. If, like, I'm sure John is gonna die again. Oh now man, that we if have the Nike knot. kept stabbing him, and then like he bought himself back, and he kept stabbing him, he's like, damn it. <laughs> that would be so he's like, god <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I said was gonna happen at the beginning of this season. Is that uh, he was gonna be brought back? John was gonna be brought back again. Like that, they're setting it up, and I agree that I don't think most of that party is gonna come back. And I think John has to die one more time just to have this poetic, yeah. like, yeah. third time. I'm of just going to miss Tormund, man. I think I think Tormund oh. has come clo- so close to death in the Battle of the Bastards that, like, for him to survive yeah. at this point would be so much plot armor. Like, there's, there's just no way it's going to happen. Right, because that's the thing know. about this season. We've had a lot of major character deaths, but I think other than Oleana Terrell, there's not, like, a huge fan favorite who's, like bit it and even she bit it in like a cool way yeah i mean like there hasn't yeah. been a yeah it, it, and that's the thing too is like there's a lot of fan favorites in that party so it's like like i feel like i feel like they enjoy also giving us the red wedding and i feel like that's the other thing is like we got to talk about gendry coming back i feel like gendry comes is let's, coming back just to fuck us like a little bit but well, can we talk about old uh, town first because yeah let's yeah, do old yeah. town i know we gotta do it sam is being a bitch <laughs> cock blocking <laughs> the biggest reveal and i'm just not a reveal but like something we already know but it's so annoying. I love that <laughs> like, monologue well, close up on him. It totally made reveal? me forget what I just heard. Wait, wait. This wasn't... How How did you know this already? It makes him legitimate, too. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like We knew I, it already did, from the uh, the flashback. We knew he Bran. was... We knew he was... Right, we knew, yeah, but we didn't know he was like legitimately the, the rightful king of like Westeros. Yeah. Yeah, that was the huge, like, and, and they just proof. say it so subtly and keep on, like, cra- yeah, 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 like, real proof, not crazy brand proof. Either. Exactly, because no like- going to be like, I saw, I saw you once in the Tower of Joy and John, they're like, oh, <laughs> shut up. But yeah, you bring, like, an Archmaester who, like, they purposely point out, like, cataloged his poops, that's how, like, he was so in-depth, so clearly he's not, like, a crazy person just I making love- up fanfic, like, this actually I love- happened. I love his look, and I love the show poking person. fun at itself with like the poop comment oh, yeah. because like 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 I love like Sam looking up and he's like, "You wouldn't believe the montage I was right. in." <laughs> like, what is <laughs> these <basis> of poop? <laughs> oh my god! This this show is getting really self aware. 
And I love that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we'll get to the Gendry thing, but that was like, oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Gendry, the rowing bit was worse. The rowing bit was just like, was just like, oh, that one fell a little flat for me, a little bit. <laughs> it was, um, it was but, so blatant that I kind of loved it. But yeah, we, I know, uh, I know. just to make to be clear, yeah, he, she does mention that Rhaegar, uh, this this maester, or I guess yeah, it was a maester, um, or was it a priest? I can't remember. Um, annulled Rhaegar uh, Targaryen's. Septon. It is a Septon, yeah. Yeah, annulled uh, Rhaegar Targaryen's marriage to somebody. Like we don't know who that is. In a secret um, ceremony in Dor, which would be the Tower of Joy. So yeah, they went yeah. there, annulled the marriage, and then he got married to Lyanna. Which means he's a rightful heir. No, 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 not no. a bastard. I feel so like it was nonchalant because who cares at this point? Kind of like in Westeros. I don't know. I've read like some people say, "Oh, blood matters more now than anything." But I just like I, I don't know. Like, what does, does I, it matter? <laughs> Well, it well, does. Well, that it's makes gonna matter to Danny. Danny. I know, but like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's not like the people Danny give a would. Shit, do they? I mean, do they even? I I, I don't know. It's it's the Lords. Well, they still do I, because like it's still the why, Baratheon house that is ruling. Um, and why I think it matters too is it's going to put like Danny's uh, like priorities on test. Like, is she going to become unhinged, which is common mm-hmm. in her family because she's like literally built a life on being the rightful right. heir, and now she's going to find out if she doesn't marry the true rightful heir. Like, and even then, it's all she's been for still at best queen who can't sit on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, you know, oh, which is just yeah, not definitely, Danny. But I think that's like yeah, what right. they're leading up to is this I, like moment all for Danny more than anything else. Jenna's ultimate version is they build a second Iron Throne and they all sit together. There's like a twi- um, no, no, no. It, it, they just okay, melt down some more right, stones and make like a twinsies a- chair. Yeah. <laughs> no, they need a baby Iron Throne for their adorable child. No. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Be like, oh, they have their two chairs. I, honestly, I really like hope at the end of this. At the end of this series, they do, and I know why they need an Iron Throne. But at the end of the series, they just build like a sixty foot like CG giant Iron Throne. It's like we needed more swords. Like you know, like the like the like the actual book book art version where it's like the where it's like he you have to like walk the stairs up to the Iron Throne. It's a really cool concept art. Um, It's the problem of they built the Iron Throne first season. You know, they had less money. Like you know, they didn't know if the show was going to last. So you know, they they're stuck with the one they got. Yeah, I think I think that throne is iconic at this point. Like, oh, for sure, they couldn't get rid of yeah. it at this point. Oh. Yeah, they, they can get rid of it, but like, I really hope like at the end they just like do some CG bullshit or something is destroyed, and they're like the actual new Iron Throne, and it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just I've just dreamed of like seeing them with like a good budget do like that like that like room sized Iron Throne type of deal. But that, that's you know another day's discussion. It's um, pretty funny that Sam taught Gilly to. Read and Gilly discovered like the most important yep. piece of information in yep. the entire like canon. I love I love too I mean, how it like how jerk. it just like shits on Sam a little bit. He's like I'm tired of reading about better men, and it's like literally like the whole point of that interaction is like from the perspective of the audience. It's like well, no, patient wins the day. Like the Maester's like you know it's been like three it's been like three episodes being like Sam is this young gun with the Maesters, and he's just like gotcha. he's gonna go do unbelievable things because he he believes in himself, and yeah. And then at the end of it, it's like, well, if he had just been patient, he would have known everything he needed to know. I he hope he picked the right care, books, I man. Think, more than anything, right? you know, like he he just doesn't give a shit about who Rhaegar Targaryen was. He cares about White Walkers, you know, like that's his business. And, and I think that's the perspective of the show a little bit too. I wonder if that's like if it's like the show signaling something to us. I, I feel like that's what I was going to come I, back. I, I, I mean, they don't just drop that just to be dicks. Like that's that's going to come back. They were dicks. We like- we <laughs> we they their audience cares way too fucking much about it to exactly. not be an issue. If someone's going to find that book and it's going to cause a big Danny and John kerfuffle like it's gonna yeah it'll be something up north it'll be something down there it'll be all this shit all right uh but seriously though uh that's what happened at old town and sam still does not know that his family was burned alive cool yes he's gonna come back and be like you're the leader now (laughs) oh okay (laughs) oh shit uh yeah okay let's moving on to king's landing one thing i'll just Uh, quickly say oh go go down theory that uh as, as I think someone mentioned, either off the podcast or on, that Sam still has his vows to the wall. Uh, if the wall comes down, no more vows. So he could still technically uh, run the house if the wall comes down because, you know, 
doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, well, I wonder if he's heading home and he's going to pass by Horn Hill. I would, fi- I figure he wouldn't because he's got the swords. So I hope not. But <laughs> that's going to be super sad. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jamie arrives back at the Red Keep, informs Cersei of the carnage of the battle, uh, and says to her, and also reveals that Alona Tyrell killed Joffrey. Uh, what did what did you guys think of this scene? I think it, I think it was. Oh man, Cersei is just like. Uh, it's interesting to me that like Jamie feels like it feels like he's delivering all the stabs to Cersei's back at this point. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I so like all I wanted when Jamie is like opening the door in this scene, all I wanted is Cersei to be there with Euron. Like I wanted it so badly because <laughs> it would have been perfect. But sadly, Game of Thrones did not listen to me. But they will listen about Danny and John. I have faith. Yeah, Euron, Euron's pretty gross. I'm sorry, guys. Like, like, like Euron is. I'm not denying that, but it would have been perfect. What? It's yeah. What What do you guys think about like Cersei also like discovering Bronn's betrayal? Do you think Cersei's going to attempt to kill Bronn? No, I don't think so because it would drive more of a wedge between her and Jamie. If she cares about that at this point, she's becoming like kind of an abusive partner, like <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and I, I quite frankly think that the child is bullshit. I don't think yeah. she's pregnant. I think that's a, I a don't leave me. You know, I am loving mm. Lena. Oh Hayden. Jesus, would they do that? Probably, would she do that? Yeah, she that's, would. that's a weird. That's a weird yeah, take. She, Jesus, she, yeah. she wouldn't be. I mean, she would. She totally <laughs> would. But that's a weird writing beat. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. I also think that maybe she has like a mutant baby. Like that's what she was oh, talking Lord. about before <laughs> Jamie came in. Right, because that child oh. isn't in the prophecy. Oh. So. Oh. Wait, what are yeah, you saying? Yeah, this yeah, child yeah, is not Trevor. in the prophecy. That's why I figured it's either dead or he kills it when it's unborn, which would be. I think yeah. if Jamie kills a pregnant lady, it's worse than if he just kills Cersei. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like it's yeah. <laughs> and this show is a little bit about how much pain can we inflict on Jamie at this point for being an arrogant asshole in season one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, I was about to say, in terms of redemptive arcs, he got so fucked. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying so hard. He's trying. So yeah, hard. he's trying, man. He's but we trying. also get our uh, we get Tyrion and Jamie back. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That was good. Oh, was I, I'm sorry. I I love I love Jamie. Like I think Jamie buys it a little too quickly. I feel like he's over a little bit. But like seeing Jamie and Tyrion talk is just like it brings back old happy memories. I liked the little quip about um, Jamie saying he'd cut him in two, and Tyrion's like, well, it's going to take you a little while with that training sword. Jamie, like, tries not to smile in spite of himself. He's like, no, this is not normal. <laughs> we can't just be brothers again. You killed dad, for Christ's sake. And I want to, like, they had to, I want to, I want to just, like, so good, give- where Tyrion's like, just trying to like he tried to kill me and then he just starts going into his backstory about being dwarf again and jamie's just like what do you want i've heard it before like you're just trying to justify yeah. and I, that was so yeah. good because Tyrion is like trying to explain it and it makes sense and we feel for him but at the same time like you know why why are you even trying like he's just he's trying so hard and it just doesn't matter what he says you know like i it, love that scene you know for that one of the things is that Walter Costa kind of gets like a bad rap sometimes as an actor and like everyone loves uh, Tyrion. But I honestly think that those two actors have pulled up some of like the best fucking oh, yeah. mm-hmm. scenes in the series. Like, like for instance, like uh, what's his face is Beatles, like the cough, 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 like uh, cough, cough, cough. Like that, that is probably my favorite scene in Game of Thrones. Um, and, and, and I think that's the thing is like their interactions as characters, like it's so believable because like he even sells it. He's like, his face is like that exactly that thing that like that returned his desire to want his brother back. Cause it's almost like his brother and his father died and he doesn't have them anymore. And he, and it's just like, he can tell that Jamie has a need to have another sibling and has a need to have more family other than Cersei. Cause Cersei's this black hole of death right now. <laughs> so like yeah. you can just see it like surface in him and him fight it back out of like you know still like anger and stuff and it's just such a believable performance especially with like Tyrion trying to justify and just Tyrion trying to doing his words but knowing that Tyrion Tyrion like shuts up which is just such an odd thing for Tyrion to do because he's Tyrion you know it's his brother (laughs) and it's it's yeah exactly and and he doesn't it's not unbidden and he just does it and it's just such a it's such a good it's a really good scene I, I I think it's 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 I think it's a really 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 good dialogue scene yeah um, do we want to talk about the uh, the bombshell of this episode? The fucking Gendry came back. Should we should we get to that? Uh, <laughs> With a hammer, no less, that he made, like to have um, in li- like mm, 
I feel like it's invoking the Baratheon crest. It's got like Obviously. thorns oh, and like it is. antlers. It is. Around and it's it. also like it's also like they even like allude to it. Like John and like and Gendry meet up and they're like like the bastards of Ned and, yeah. and Robert Baratheon. Yeah. And you're just like you're I'm just like from a like even from like like it's both like a fan servicey moment and like a like a like a Westerosi like lore fan servicey moment in terms of like 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 the like the actual like hardcore game of fans guys are like hard for it. They're like, yeah, Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon reborn. Like it's <laughs> and, and, it's it's pretty and intense. And Davos is just like the perfect straight man. Like Davos, this episode was so good, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. The, the, I, I I expected him to still be. Ro- I expected you to. St- I expected you to still be rowing. Like was just like too much for me. <laughs> but I did love. Uh, in, ter- in terms of like, it was a hard. It was a hard meta left turn yeah, for me, and I I, I, I like. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> my my favorite though was his line was uh, like, was "Oh, no one, one listened to the old man who managed to live this long." Right? Which, like, it's a very good point. There's not a lot of old men in this world. So. Oh, I just yeah, loved all the improv about the crab. That was great. Yes, <laughs> boner crab. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, that was that was. You gotta punch holes in your oh. chainmail. <laughs> there are there are a couple actors left and i have to admit it's almost unfair to these child actors sometimes that there's like they put all these amazing british actors on the screen with them and you're just like act you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh it, this cast is and he's he's one of the few leftovers that is just like really 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 what's good so funny to excited. me is that back in uh, the 90s i guess there was a film version made of a little princess that i just grew up watching and uh, the actor who plays Sir oh, Davos played her father. And oh, so I'm used shit. to seeing him clean shaven and like in his yeah. early 30s and I totally like English and stuff. And now here he is just being Davos and talking about shits. And he's very Northern Irish and he's got a beard. And he's just, oh, he he's does. Sound, he is Northern Irish. Isn't he? I was he doing like a Scottish Irish. accent, but nah. you should know. OK, he's, he's yeah. Liam Cunningham yeah. is his name. That's great. I totally forgot he was in that movie. Irish, Irish, mm-hmm. not Northern Irish. I don't know. The point stands. He's all right, all right. Here's here's an actual here's here's a question I want to ask you guys a bit. Is Gendry's yeah, return too much fan service? I think he had to come back to make more. Well, conflict, apparently they now always the wanted to have him are gone, come back. Uh, the Martells the are gone. Like I think that there had to be another moving piece, and a, a Baratheon is a moving piece. Especially like a you know an attractive Baratheon. Like poor Danny's going to have to choose between all these men. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Jenna, I'll, good okay. for I, I, I'm gonna throw a different. I'm gonna throw a ring in this spanner. I bet you Gendry dies. Oh, I don't think he's like important in terms of the game at this point. But I do think his return and just the soul, like his connection with his lineage, despite being a bastard, and just the potential importance of him, just reminds me of how important blood is in this show still okay. potentially. Like, but that's so I, much his character is that he survived the the killings <laughs> just for that reason. Here's here's something I want to say. Also, um, I don't see them flying in a Gendry Arya romance subplot, which is again how Gendry became popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because that's just yeah. not fitting well, into also, Ar- Arya's other, character arc. The other thing, so we're all forgetting for is me, Gendry knows how to make Valyrian steel. He does. He's one of the few. What? Pe- yeah, he's one of the few people who still knows how to do it. No. Oh, okay. Then he does. Yeah, that's Jesus. one of the major reasons people are theorizing. That Wait, when when did when did he learn how to do that? Why did he know how to do that? Yeah, when is this established? I don't remember, but I just know that everyone has been talking about that. I it, thought that was one of the things three, that, that um. Uh, I I I'm not. I, uh, <laughs> I want to call you on this, Ben. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not sure. I I obviously don't know, but that's that's a big fucking deal for me to not comments about how it's like such beautiful metal, and not many people know how to work it. I'm like I maybe it's the books that I'm thinking of, but I thought that was like a big plot point of the whole show is like Gendry needs to show up so that someone can use all of the Dragonstone from um you know the like raw dra yeah. Yeah, thank you. The dragon glass from Dragonstone. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the responses, and this is more probably more book based. It's on a Reddit a Reddit question. Uh, there was somebody was browsing the Citadel website and asked somebody asked a question uh, to George R. R. Martin. He said, "Did Tabo Mont ever teach Gendry the secret of reworking Valyrian steel?" So first off, reworking, uh, and the and, and then Martin replied, "Interesting question." Uh, <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah, he's right. a dick as you were saying, sometimes. it's reworking is maybe not as much as forging but there is a possibility that he he was you're right you are correct he was apprenticed to a guy that that could do it wait so you know sam just stole a bunch of scrolls and maybe one of those is a valyrian steel you know this is beyond my knowledge of lore are is valyrian steel made of dragon glass are they one and the same no no, no. it was a, it was a magical steel that was forged with the use of dragon fire to be create right. this metal like a kind of a superheated right. metal yeah. uh, and then and it requires and then it's some just form of magic and most people have kind of forgotten about right. it it's from no, exactly it's 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 essentially like kind of like ro- lost roman technology like it's the idea of like kind of like conan the barbarian finding like the atlantean sword like you know this long lost technology these swords can't be made it's it's i, I always it's it's a level of flavor like in terms of the dnd world of game of thrones that i really appreciate mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah but uh i think that uh it, i i hadn't thought about that ben <laughs> um but now that i'm googling can gendry forge valerian steel there seems to be a lot of theories out there I'm that he saying, can it's one of the theories people come up with and the show loves its fan yeah. theories paying off you know i don't I, I agree i don't think it's pr- as far as i can tell it's not proven but i agree with you that that's a high tobo mott being his uh master is it makes it a high high likelihood i just want to yeah. say real quick about because right now all we have is like reforged you know ice and things right like that. right 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 does does the dragons come up there they breathe on some rocks and Kendry makes some fucking swords yeah yeah exactly about the king's landing segment Maybe. just before we move on i just want to like i, I just want to highlight if for me the 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 scene where they go back and forth with the gold cloaks was one of the highlights of this episode like i really love that we had like a little skirmish like that when there's been i mean game of thrones is so successful with the epic battle scale like we had last episode i really just like that there was an interchange like that where the threat is so small but like still kind of serious about them getting caught and gendry just comes out with his hammer and there's all this clever exchange between davos and Tyrion, just like making a face yeah. like that was that was one of the highlights of this episode for me i think it was yeah. great to see Davos lot- be the uh, smuggler you know what i mean like it was just oh yeah yeah pull that yeah. trick out yeah and the other thing too i think it's i think trevor has a point there and that i think like i think earlier game of thrones there was a lot more like subtle stabbings and, mm-hmm. and now like we've we've yeah, like we've gone into like yeah it's all epic explosions and, and battles and stuff and that's cool but I, I think I agree with him. Like you know, watching Gendry take out two dudes with a hammer and like a subtle thing was was a, was kind of a cool little scene. It wasn't a giant battle, so they won't make a bunch of YouTube clips about it. But it's still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You can make a gif out of it at least. You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. It's good. It's fun. And then they sold <laughs> sail back to Dragonstone. Uh, Davos can say he can handle himself. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen. I say he, he, he's all right. I, I was about to say he did. He did a little bit better than that. I was about to say he did fucking murdered those yeah. bros. <laughs> not yeah. not that like gold cloaks are like whatever. I'm judging Dude, that, this. Is that, hard. that rowing did wonders on his arms. That boy is swole. I like it. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the suicide capture. Squad setup. Yeah. I don't want to. I wanted to. <laughs> I was looking for a better reference. Yeah. No, I, I, want, I wanted something better with that, but yeah, I, I got nothing. So let's go with. Yeah. The Inglorious Bastards heading north. Uh, John Davos Gendry and Jorah, as well as Tormund. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And then, of course, the Brotherhood guys, which is uh, the Hound. Uh, you know, and then Tom, uh, not Nine Patch. I can never remember their names. I, I know. Either, Fuck. I know. I know their names. <laughs> the Red Priest of Mir and uh, and what's his face? Ben Darren was Ben Beric Dondarrion. Beric Dondarrion. Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Badass name in the series, which is still epic that he's gonna go across the border and get his like cool like hero shot where he like sets his swarm his like sword. I know on we've fire. seen that like I'm three times already yeah. from promos this season. <laughs> I know. I know. I <laughs> like, I'm ready for it to have happened. <laughs> so they they just it's it's this. I think this is a cool moment where it's like literally like every character in there has a reason to hate every other character in there, and the only thing that unifies them is literally being alive. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that line where he's like, and they're like, "Yeah, your father all killed my need- wildlings, and well, you guys killed my father." All we need is Theon. You know, like, we all fought each other, and you're the hound, and you're a piece of shit, and like it's all just like. And Tormund asks like, about Brienne. 
Oh, the tall one. (laughs) (laughs) And is very sad when she is not there. (laughs) Oh, I missed that. It's, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 cheesy, but I like it. There's just something about like having all these people who've had like you know rough lives and been all over that's the place. Why, and that's and why they I are need to throw Theon in. So just Theon needs to be like airlifted in, and he would fit in with that whole group find perfect. A fucking zombie and put him in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> He's too weak, though. We need cool guys. He's too annoying. <laughs> He's, oh Jesus! <laughs> that is totally that is totally the truth in terms of like uh it, like he's just like not uh, he, he oh, bring some of PTSD to a battle. It's yeah. just bad. What the hell is he doing on Dragonstone right now? Like just <laughs> trying to give just, support to say I don't know nothing. I think good, he's in guys. a corner with scraps. Like thank you, <laughs> thank you, Danny. Uh, <laughs> Reek will please you, Daddy. Like, listen, Grey Worm doesn't have a dick, and we still did many things. So, <laughs> yes, there's hope for you, Theon. Oh God, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. All right, break. That's not. Uh, that's not. A, I, 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 I like. I'm literally Matt like. Can I give I, a talk I, to the Theon. No, <laughs> well, I, I already had like it's a horrible. I'm having a hard time here avoiding dick-based jokes, so and I've already I've like used up my <laughs> quota of terrible jokes for this episode. So we need to move on. You have a so quota? I guess this is news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one I deserve that one. I deserve that one. All right, uh, what what do you guys think is going to happen north of the wall? I'm sure this is just going to be a giant shit show, and I feel like they know it too. So like. I just expect everything to go to shit next episode. Pretty much. I it's just, about that time. I can't picture them getting a white south of, like, to the south, to all the way to King's Landing. Like, I just can't see it. Like, it would melt on the way. Uh, like, well, I, don't, I don't fucking what, see what it. If, what if they get uh, John's uh, John's uncle? Oh, dude. That's like Coltan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Benjamin's going to show up, but I don't know if he's going to come with. He might come I thought he yeah. can't because of the wall I, I mean, magic. I, I think, they would have to destroy did, the wall. First. Yeah, Benjen literally physically said, "I cannot cross the wall." Yeah. So, like, I feel okay. like that's so still a very he's much. He's going to show up to help them. I think, come to think of it, applies minute. to all the other whites. So, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they're supposed to walk over the wall. It'd be pretty anticlimactic if they can't cross the wall and they just turn to bones. <laughs> so, like, and, like the wall comes down, they're like, oh, and then like it's just five white walkers. Like, uh, we can't invade now. <laughs> that's why we're saying the wall has to come down right like i'm just saying like they can't you know you know, you know what i'm saying oh magically you think they'll bring it back over the wall and it'll just turn to bones oh, fuck i don't know man I don't, I don't know where i don't know where this is going that's a good question i, I, I think that's, that's, that's the they, wall's magic is i thought it was I, i'm like, I i'm so excited which is why we need a fucking brand episode to figure it the fuck yeah. out god damn it yeah. <laughs> Because I, I was like, I was like, the, they're they're holding off very specifically, not telling us what the fuck is happening with Bran <laughs> for a specific reason. So I don't know what that reveal gonna, is. And he's I, gonna explode to a bunch of crows. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, White Walker's about to stab him. And he's gonna explode I, I, a bunch no, of crows. I just, then... I really expect some dream sequence bullshit. If you know what I mean. Yes. Oh, it was always dream sequence bullshit. We, we're we're overdue. Yeah, so we need a we need a flashback episode, but I don't know how they're we're running out of time for that though because next episode they're gonna have the fight beyond the wall, and then season seven will be some sort of giant epic battle. So maybe that's what um, episode episode, seven will be. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe episode eight will just be. We have eight episodes. Oh, I can see. I can see that. I can't remember what. I know we keep. It's seven. Seven. My bad. Then yeah, we're running out of episodes. Well, isn't the last one supposed to be like an hour and a half or something? Is that still true or no? Two two no. hours, right? What? No, that's is it? I think it's just. Uh, uh, I just uh, this is just a rumor. I, I have no idea. I know they were I talking heard that about it's the rumor. season eight was going to be like an hour. And yeah, a half. maybe. That's, oh, maybe was that's it just the end, the yeah. last the last episode of Game of Thrones is like a special that's like two hours or something? Oh, of course. Know. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that oh, I there's probably going to be just shit. Yeah. yeah. I hope I hope it's long. That's all. I, that's all I want to say. I just I just hope. I mean, maybe there's a possibility that they get the white across the wall and then the wall comes down next episode. Oh, that's so it. stupid, though. And then, like, oh, that's no. so stupid. I, I'm I, not not to you, Ben. Like, I, I, you know what I mean. Like, it's just like them them just like having a cage in front of Danny with like a white in it just just seems conceptually stupid. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. What if they get the white across the wall and then right when they get to the wall, the fucking Night King shows up and 
blows a magic horn or whatever, and the wall comes down. They're like, "We got bigger problems." <laughs> yeah. And then, well, all all I can suggest is that there's a reason to send Do- uh, John above the wall, and he sees something, and it reveals something else, and then Bran comes back into it, and that's that. And then we go from there. Do you know what I mean? Right. It just seems like most of the episode is gonna it's gonna be a hard homie. Yeah. Episode. Which all, all all I can hope is that they're that they're reseparating Danny and John successfully, making the North the North again, and all that shit the North again, and then Danny's gonna just go fuck with Cersei for a while. Right. I just think it's gonna be a big, epic battle because it's Alan Taylor who directed a lot of the big battle episodes. He directed Thor and Terminator Genesis. He's like a super, super duper yeah. action director. So like he's it's gonna be a a mostly hard homie zombies kind of episode yeah uh, i just don't know where it's gonna go from there that's the question but. I, I don't i don't think I, I i i as much as like two seasons ago of this show like even within the time frame of this show a feast for bros like i was certain where if game of thrones was gonna go and now i just have like once we got to the mechanics of it i have no idea how it's gonna pan out yeah neither do i neither do all right I. well that's a good that's a good stopping point uh any any last thoughts guys Mm. not for me <laughs> okay from everyone here at a feast for bros this has been trevor <laughs> flynn good night everybody i don't know why i introduced you like a haunted house yeah, um Rebecca. thanks for listening i don't, I don't know and ben howard that's more boxery there you go yeah, i got yeah. it okay uh, you know, yeah. gonna do like a haunted yeah. mansion thing how's the thing over there like I know one way out. <laughs> oh, oh! Did I ruin? I ruined your setup joke. My bad, Ben. Okay, okay, then I'll I'll, I'll flush it out. Jenna Daggett. Then your host Jack Newman providing the shitty sound effects. I promise Sean Solis will return next week to lead this cast. From everyone here at the Tuscan Shed Media Network, thanks for listening.